Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Chris Bachman with you, Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Sitting down with Coach Mac, Jason McIntyre from Mount Pleasant. And 42 to 7, you guys actually fell against Heritage. It's been a long time since you guys have had a score like that. But you said it when I talked to you a few weeks ago that they might be the toughest team on your schedule. Talk about what you guys learned on Friday night. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're a tremendous football team. I mean, and when I say that, that's my expectation. I mean, like week one is still week one, right? You, you're trying to gauge everything. It, it, were we that bad? Were they that good? You know, you just kind of have to continue to figure those things out. In my experience of being around the game, I think that's a really, really, really good football team. I mean, uh, they set a school record for points last year. They're, they're Division one wide receivers back. Their three-year starter at quarterbacks back. Their 250-pound tailback was back. Um, and their only issue last year was defense, and they shored that up. They're physical up front. Um, I like their linebacker. So, um, and they gave us, you know, we couldn't really throw the ball. The one, the conditions, two, um, they have really athletic defensive backfield, got up in our faces. I mean, um, it, it was, uh, you know, we struggled to do just about anything. We, we, you know, I thought after the delay, we, we made a few adjustments and we kind of challenged the kids a little bit. And I thought um, we, we got to stop right away. Uh, we moved the ball a little bit. Uh, so there's signs there. Um, but I think, you know, overall, um, I'm hoping it was good for us. Uh, I think we have a big group of seniors. Um, I think their pride was challenged a little bit. I think there's some. I think it was a good eye opener. So um, I expect us to respond this week. And you know, you and I always talk about it. So many things important beyond the wins and losses. And you, we've talked about before that you learn so much more losing a game. You talk about an eye opener. You talk about testing your team. You know, it's great to go nine and zero every year. But when these kids get their butts kicked like they did, that just it really teaches them a lot about life, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... We've all been there before, too. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it, we have a great program, but we've had our butts handed to us before. So, it's, it, you know, it's part of the whole process of being a competitor. Um, you know, you got to just... Uh, my thing this week is, you know, there's a lot of guys... Everybody can look themselves in the mirror and find something that they could have done better. Um, you know, and so everybody's got to make improvements this week. Coaches, players, everybody... Uh, we got to practice better. We got to we got to do all those kind of things. You know, I think um, maybe we're a little complacent. We have all these seniors. Kind of maybe the expectations where they would you would have to do some of the things maybe you do to prep and get ready because you have so much experience. But um, I think uh, yeah, I, I think I was really impressed with the way we responded in practice yesterday, and um, I think that uh, this is a prideful group and and they'll respond. I, I believe. Yep, and like. It- you guys didn't play Heritage last year, except played it two years ago. You remember that team, all sophomores and really athletic. And so not playing them last year, do you think that might have helped Heritage out a little bit? Because like I said, when people might look at that score, they might think, well, man, the Oilers have beat Heritage the last blank times they've played them. And it's like, well, this is the, their talent pool over there was always elite, you know, and then you get these guys to come out. And then they said, you don't play you guys last year. You, know, you get used to that winning. Do you think that played into it at all? Sure. Uh, I mean, I told, I, I showed our guys. I mean, uh, Coach Thielen over there is a young coach. Uh, he reminds you know, it reminds me a lot of when I first started here. I told him, I said, um, he's he's in his fourth year. This is the group he had as freshman. He he is he's a great coach. Uh, young connects with the players. Um, so these are guys that he put up on the varsity as sophomores, and they took their lumps, and he stayed with them, and, he, and you can see their physical development in the weight room, all those kind of things. And I, I talked about, you know, my second year, 
um, as head coach, we put an absolute thumping on Midland, a team that didn't expect that out of Mount Pleasant. You know what I mean? Um, same kind of thing. I was young. I had energy, connection with the kids. We were building a program. Um, and Midland went to the state championship that year. They lost the first <laughs> game of the year. They got thumped. And they rolled from there, and they went all the stage out. So, so it's a it's another game. We we got beat by Bay City Central last year, right? Touche, yep. right? In, in week six or whatever, and and or seven, and and everybody just looked at it like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. But Mount Pleasant's got a good football team. So when it happens in week one, the doubt already, you know, there's some questions and doubts. Like, oh man, what you know, this was week one. We lost in week one. We could lose in week six. We could, you know, what I mean. So um, we can't we can't establish that this is a different kind of loss because it was at the beginning. It says something about our season. It doesn't say anything about our season. It just says something about that game. Yeah, but like I said, I wanted to point out that this isn't the heritage team that you guys, you know, like I said, you guys have beat up on them for a few years. New coach in there, new program. He's got the kids buying in. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. They're going to have a very good year this year. Yep. They're yep. going to have a very good year. They had a very good year last year. They're going to have, and it's almost the same personnel, and he does a great job. They're going to have, and they're a big, big school, Division Two. Like I said, yeah, um, the talent pool over yep. there. It's yeah, elite. It's, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the story on Heritage. I mean, Basie Central was struggled last year, right? I mean, like, it's high school football. It's 16 and 17-year-old boys uh, <laughs> that you got to get focused and ready to go every week, and um, and maybe this helped with that. Yeah, when I think about my focus back as a – well, podcast for another day, Coach. We, yeah, we, we, we won't get true. ourselves in trouble. We won't, we won't even say to that. And uh, now things quickly turn to Midland. And, you know, and that's the thing. You guys have this gauntlet at the beginning of the year. I already turn it right around to rivalry. I imagine that helps get the kids focused right back there, too. But the thing I want to ask you about, it's been kind kind of fun to talk to you about and for people who don't know I want to let them know because it makes this rivalry so much more fun you and coach Metner go way way back over at Midland don't you way back um he and I were first fast pitch te- softball teammates in 1996 or whatever it was uh <laughs> and uh we were young competitive uh playing big time fast pitch softball and and together and uh he learned my experience in football that I played a little college football he was the head coach at Coleman High School and he's like, hey, man, I need, I need a defensive back coach and a receiver coach and whatever. Come on. So <laughs> there I was, 19, 20 years old, whatever it was, in uh, Coleman High School and um, had a lot of fun. We connected. Um, and then we we ended up running into each other when I was at Beaverton. And he was at Houghton Lake and against each other. And, um, you know, I was a, when he was the head coach there, and I was an assistant. And, yeah, it just seems like we've always kind of found each other. He's, he's, I, I, he's a friend in co- coaching. Uh, it, but, yeah, we are we – are, Neither of us like to lose each other. We're bitter rivals, but we spend a lot of time just talking to each other about the league and about football when it's not us. And um, so uh, it's nice to have good guys. The fraternity of coaching, it's nice to have good guys you can you can lean on and talk to and stuff. And um, I consider Coach Metner one of those kind of guys. And um, But we're not very fr- friendly and friends yeah, this, this week. This week, yeah, say not, <laughs> yeah. not very much talk going yeah. on. And they won 20-17. to 17. Uh, Did you see the film on them? What are you expecting from them? It's Midland. It's yeah. it's what it's Coach Mentor's team. Like the the thing is, like I feel like there's so much familiarity between us and Midland that um, there's not a lot of surprises and things. And um, the key, the Midland game is the same every single year. It's going to um, come down to a couple big plays. I yeah, like. it, 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 it you know last year we got away we got away from them a little bit, but it's going to be a very aggressive, very physical game. And in order to beat Midland, you have to make big plays on offense. They are very aggressive on defense. You can't go four yards in a cloud of dust against Midland. It just doesn't happen. And so um, if you look at all the times we beat them, big chunk plays, 40-yard runs, Max Humphrey having a great career day last year. You know, I mean, uh, Scooter having big plays. So, I mean, like, you, you got to find those opportunities to make big plays. 
and then you have to kind of stop those on the defensive side of the ball, and and that's that's what it takes. But the same kind of Midland team, you know, I expected out. I throw the film on, and um, you know, they're they're physical on offense. They run the ball a lot. They got a good good running quarterback, um, and they uh, they're aggressive on defense, and they just like they always are. Do you guys ever have a moment like where you you make eye contact across the field? Uh, no, we chat before the game quite a little bit yeah. and talk. And but, you know, both of you guys are so intense and so into it, yeah. I feel like. But I feel like there's every once in a while after, you know, like I said, last year when Max is running 80 yards and you know no one's going to catch him, like you want to catch him, look at, you know, look yeah, it over at you kind so of thing. you're so engraved in the game, you forget he's even over there, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I think when we both of us will joke and watch film, we kind of watch, see what the other guy's reaction was to that play or whatever. And, and I know. think that's kind of a movie thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, I remember the Titans, you know, you had that one coach and, you know, Denzel yeah. Washington kind of squared up. But it's, you know, it's there's so many guys on the field. You guys are so focused on the other, but I just had to ask that. And yeah. after that, because I always joke with you, it's your, it's my job to look ahead, not yours. But you got the uh, St. Thomas team coming in from Hamilton, Ontario next week. Then you go to Traverse City Central. Is this the toughest starting schedule you, you may have had? Or going back to maybe when Lapeer was when, on it? When we, when we had the South schools in our division, when back when it wasn't North-South and it was like Davison, Lapeer. Blue and Gold yeah. or Red and Blue or whatever it was. And we had, um, we started the year with, you know, Davison, like, I think it was like week two and Lapeer was like in there and and so Carmen Ainsworth when they were loaded I mean so I mean um, we've opened with DeWitt before we've opened with Midland quite a few times so there's been some tough starts of the year for sure um, but yeah I mean you look at this and it's grueling it's it's and and, and the, the it keeping what what's hard in a successful program is the there's expectations the players expect things the fans expect things. The parents expect things. And so it's you got to keep everybody together and, and keep the focus on just getting better and playing football the right way and not getting caught up in those kind of things. Yeah, I remember, I think it was five, you guys had a five and four season a few years ago and I was talking with you about it and you're like, yeah, I ended the season on a win, man. Like, you know, that easy yeah, doesn't, yeah. you know, when you go to the playoffs, you have yeah. that heartbreaking yeah. loss or whatever. Yeah. So I remember there's so many, like I said, there's so much more that goes beyond wins and losses. I kind of want to make you maybe take off the coach's hat and put on the AD hat for a minute here because I started asking kids this question in just that it was when I wish I had the video going for this because they're just dumbfounded. I started saying, you know, what would high school be like without sports for you? So you as the athletic director here at Mount Pleasant High School, this is a big, big school, the biggest one we've got in the area. Percentage of kids that play a sport or go to the sporting events, what do you think it is? Well, I can tell you exactly what percentage is because it's part of my job to know that. <laughs> so um, we're right around 40% of our student body that participates in athletics at the high school, which and is that's, great. that's a th- over 1,000 kids in the high school, yeah, too. So have, said, yeah, so we have about 400, a little more than 400 kids that participate in a- uh, athletics here, which is good. It, it's up about 9 to 10% from what was the year before. Um, that was Those are last year's numbers. I will see what this year's numbers are. Um, so we're proud of that. Um, it, it's uh, um, We'd love to see it increase. My biggest goal here, the thing I want to see, and I don't know if we can get there, I want to see our multi-sport participation go up. I want to see the, 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 the player who concentrates on volleyball Hey, maybe I'll run track. You know, I want to see the one who, you know, concentrates on basketball. You know, maybe I'll uh, run cross country in the fall. You know, like I want to see our multi because the, the more our students are busy at our school, and we all know this about the nature of sports now, there's became so much of a commercialization of it, even at the high school level. There's this travel ball thing. Some of it is necessary. Some of it isn't. And the more we can have our student athletes representing our school around our students and our coaches, the better it is for us and our community. So that's one of my priorities here. I don't know how we're going to make it happen. We're working out. We've, we've created our participation fee structure is now created where your third sport is free. 
So if you pay for your first two, you can do a third sport for no cost. Um, so, you know, maybe you have these two sports you like, you know, I mean, like, I'd love to see, you know, some more people offer wrestling and, and track and field and just, these are sports that you can do, you know, maybe with a little, with little experience growing up that these coaches can get you involved in and show you some things that might make you successful. And it's okay to not be the best player. You know, that's, that's a lesson we all should learn. Yep. Um, so, yeah. so that's, that's my goal. I'm going to use Scooter Polk as an example from last year. He was one of the stars on the football team, and he was a great basketball player too, but he wasn't asked to score. He was asked to do some dirty stuff, and that role I think is one of the reasons why he's probably over at Ferris State playing football this Absolutely. year is because coaches see the building, and then you as a football coach, if a kid goes out for wrestling, woo, you're, you're smiling about that, and also you get those wide receivers, you get those running backs doing some track and field, some sprinting, getting out of the blocks. Even linemen getting out of the blocks or whatever Absolutely. is a big deal. You know, and so I think track and field and football are one of those things that people don't realize how much they could coincide and help each other. Yep. And, and that goes for every sport here. I mean, I, uh, the more we can be busy in this office and the more that these students can be busy, the, the, the level of school pride goes up, the, 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 the culture in the building gets better. Um, everybody knows that. And it's just continue to try to spread that message and encourage it and try to find a way to make it happen. Another kind of, you know, random AD coach question that I want to ask you and, you know, football's where it kind of comes up. But, you know, it was a week and a half ago that I was posting something about the Beale City Volleyball girls winning a tournament. Is there enough time to prepare for fall sports? And I don't necessarily know how you would change that. But what I'm thinking is, you know, you have a new kid coming to school. You know, family moves here in June. He might not know he's got to show up. At fo- you know, like, is there enough time? How could that change? Yeah, it's Except- really difficult. I mean, the fall is it, it tough. Um, you know, it, you know. I think with social media and and our and our app programs, our scheduling software, and things like that, I think communicating with people when something and, and those parents of transfers that move in and you know, hey, I need to reach out to the athletic office and find out what the time is. And, and if you've been around sports, you know that the high school sports start in early August and all those kind of things. So I'm not sure that's much problem. I think it's just you know. Um, the chaos of all the things that happen at the start of year, along with what are, you know, you have to have a physical in order to participate in sports. So everybody's trying to get their physical at the last minute sometimes in late July and August. And, and, you know, the building's not really open in July. So we're, we try to be here, but you know, technically our office, even though I'm here most of July isn't technically open in July. So th- there is a, there is a, a, a really, rat race chaos to the start of sports and i don't know like yeah there might not be a way to fix it because you said you you love your job that's why you're here in july but you still need some time off yourself and so do these kids yeah yeah and 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 most of our fall sports are working throughout the whole summer with conditioning and And, and that's where the building the program kind of comes in correct yeah and that's what like you said about some of those students that move in late that's the tough part we've got a couple in the football program right now that either joined right at the start of the year or moved in and it's hard for them because they're so far behind just in learning the culture of your program right and learning how things operate and so that's tough um it's not easy especially the further up you go into the level of football like if you join as a freshman you're fine you'll figure it out you join as a junior, senior yeah. on the varsity football team or the varsity volleyball team and try to make those things happen, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Monty Green last year, I mean, when you saw him playing basketball, I'm sure he would love to have him on the football Absolutely. team. Absolutely, I gave him a hard time yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Scooter and Slot on one side and you on the other? My man, what happened? Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you know, like I said, you think about those situations, but like I said, I don't know if there's there's not really a, b- a better way to do it because summer has to happen for these kids, but it's, you know, social media is probably something that's help, helped out with that big time for you guys. Yeah, and just the email, I mean, it, we're, we got – 
emails of all the parents and things like that. So yeah, it's um, it can always get better. We can always find unique ways, but yeah, that's certainly one of the challenges as the yep. year gets going. Last thing I want to do, I'll give you a, a moment to talk about the sports pass for the season. You said that's a great deal. If you're here in Mount Pleasant, you want to come watch some great athletics. There's hundreds of games for you to come to and pretty much one every night almost locally. So to talk about the sports pass yeah, and all I mean, that stuff. I, obviously we, we charge um, for admissions to like volleyball, football, most of our uh, events and, and uh, sports pass is a great way to um, get a big bang for your buck. I mean, it's $6 to get in normally. Well, it's $90 for an adult pass for the whole year, and that includes middle school. So do the math on that. You you, you might have it paid for by the fall season. And then if you're so. somebody who doesn't like having to do the tickets online, and that, that's something you guys have. There's not much of a choice that yep. you guys have. Poof, that takes care of that whole problem too, doesn't it? Sure does. Yep. You come into our office, check your cash, we'll get you a pass, and uh, – and then you're set for the whole year, middle there, school, high school. So, is there a family season pass? I might be family's putting you on really, spot. Yeah, here. family's really. Di- we've tried to look at ways to do family, but family's difficult because, uh, you know, how do you keep track of what? How many in a family? Do you, you know, you know, is it is it this many? And then, you know, did you just bring your cousin? And now they want to be family. So, yeah, we have a fifty dollars student pass and a ninety dollars adult pass, and that seemed to work pretty well for us. And um, so that's what we encourage people to come see us or call us, and uh, we'll get you hooked up. All right, Coach Mack will be there Thursday, uh, the Midland game, Buck 92, Spock Sports Facebook page and all that stuff. I uh, can't wait. Thanks so much for joining all me, right. man. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.